So today I am sitting down with juniors Noah Falk and Rufus Mohapt. And today we're going to dive into their playlist, Me When. So Noah and Rufus actually uh, make music and perform together. Do you guys want to introduce yourself with your names, majors, and what you do within music? Um, sure. I'm Noah Falky. I am a junior TVR, TVDM, I guess, major. That's, yeah, that's my introduction, I guess. I'm Rufus. I'm a junior cinema photo major, and I make the noises behind which Noah does the, he sings. Mm-hmm. In I front of the noise. Over the noise. Yeah. And y'all are recording music at the moment? Putting the together? Noise making. Yeah. Um, we have hopefully like eight plus songs on the way this summer. Very cool. And um, by eight plus, I think he means ten. Can I say that? Well, I mean like ten to twelve. We think ten. Somewhere we in that ballpark. We think ten, ballpark. ten, maybe, maybe eleven. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but Noah, you've been releasing music for a while, since 2018, if I did my stalking well enough. <laughs> so, it sounds right. I don't actually know, but I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to talk a bit about, like, the evolution of, like, because that was four years ago. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So I guess when I first started... It was, I, I, I was kind of in my, like, logic hip-hop phase um, when I, I was friends with, I was friends with some producers at the time who are mainly hip-hop producers, so that's where I kind of got all my inspiration from. Um, a lot of that I've taken down and since switched over to singing, which at first was really rocky, but I kind of built up a music taste and built up my inspirations, and now it seems like every project I release is, like, a new genre, which, which is pretty cool. This is going to be a continuation of that when we release new music. Yeah, definitely. And would you say that your the playlist, I know it was like kind of collaborative. Um, is there kind of like a mix of like everything you, you've like tried out or are these just like current inspirations? What's the theme of the playlist? So the theme, we kind of took the, the album slash two EPs that we're working on right now. Um, we kind of put on inspirations that are kind of exclusive to what we're working on now. Um, they're definitely, you'll be able to hear them when you listen. Some of them are really, really, really present. But, um, yeah, like, like extremely present. Yep. Why are you, what are you, what are you yupping about? That you're, you're just right. You're just correct. All right, well, yeah, yeah, it's, I I mean, yeah, we like all the songs on the playlist. (coughs) Um, there's like some metal on there. There's a bunch of, like, indie pop stuff on there. It's a good representation, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And y'all are kind of preparing for a performance coming up. I've seen you guys perform last semester, so that was pretty cool. Um, Are you going to be... Oh, Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) Um, Are you going to be, like, debuting any new stuff or anything like that? Or just... Or is it a secret? Yes. Do you want to take... There's new stuff. Oh, yeah. I think there's new stuff unless we've already shown it to to too many people and they don't... No, there will be, no, sorry, there is new stuff. There is absolutely new stuff that no one has ever heard before that will be played at the show. I'd say there are going to be like two or three songs that play kind of close together that'll make you think, oh, he's going to do the same exact set. But like, I'd say at least half the songs that we're going to perform are new and a lot more vibe fitting. Like in the last show, most of my music was kind of down tempo. So there was a lot of down tempo in the set. We wanted to make sure that this time uh, we can get people jumping with like every song. So that's, that's what we're going to do this time. 
Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. Um, is your playlist in any particular order? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, Chapel. All right. Well, I did put the songs in order for my questions, so we're just going to go with what you've put in there. Okay, cool. Um, so the first song on your playlist is Olivia Rodrigo's 2021 hit, Good For You, off of her debut debut album, Sour. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, maybe I made this entirely up, but did y'all do a cover of this? Yeah. We played it at the show. Okay, we that's what I thought. We played it at the show, but there's no, we're not going to like drop a cover. No. But we, we, yeah, we stuck it at the end of the set. Yeah, so is that, talk about why you added this song. It's hype. It's, it is a, it's a really good song. song. It's super fun to play live. We had the right kind of instrumentation, and we were kind of just looking for something to put in if we got an encore, or just like something we could stick in at the end of the set that would just, you know, everyone would really have a good time and get down to. And we were trying to think about, do we have any music that fulfills that criteria? We didn't really have anything, because we kind of, we were exhausting all of the songs that we had, like, that were good. Like, there's some stuff that, you know, is on the cutting room floor that we didn't perform because it's bad, but we wanted something more at the end and we were in the car and I think I brought it up, right? Yeah. So I, I thought of, we should do good for you at the end of the show. And there were, you were like, no. And then I was like, no, really, we should do it. And eventually I got you to think about it. And then you thought about it. Yeah. Originally I, I we were kind of thinking about covering stay by the kid Leroy and Justin Bieber, which I mean, it's still like a thought that's there, but yeah. um, it might happen. It might happen. Yeah, we'll see. Now it won't be as much of it. Yeah. I mean, it is on the playlist, so yeah. But it, we're told we're at we're definitely not gonna play it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That that was what we were probably going to do because I mean, at least our my roommates and friends were kind of like, oh, it'd be cool if you did this. We think you could do it. And then we were in the car, and Rufus was like, actually, good for you. And then he played it the entire ride. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, this could work. <laughs> yeah, so like what, you kind of you kind of talked about how you, I mean, you decided to just put this into your set list like a little bit last minute. What's the process of like coming up with a set list for a performance? Um, I wouldn't know. I've never do done anything I, like that, so. I could talk about this. I've, I've done it a few times. I'll think about it, my answer while you're going. Generally in all the bands that I've ever been in, you get the group together, however many people are performing. Maybe it's just you, maybe it's you got three or four people, get them, every, everybody goes in a room, and you go, what do we have that is not bad? And you put it all on the list, and then you kind of just roll dice on what should come at what point, because generally everybody's got like something that they like, like, oh, no, I really like this song, or I hate I hate that song, we can't do that first. And you kind of just, you, you just bicker until you come up with like, in order for the songs that you have that don't suck. And that's kind of um, how it's gone for me. And that's a, that's kind of how we did it, is we went in, we, we picked the stuff that, you know, we felt like, yeah, you know, this is good enough to play. And then we kind of just put it in an order. You, I think you had more to do with the ordering than I did, but I, I demanded that we play a Dumb Out of Luck last. I agreed, yeah. And you, yeah, because that one was kind of obvious. But. Mm -hmm. This, yeah, except this time, Dumb Out of Luck will not be last. There oh, we're revealing that. Oh, it's fine. That. We can do it. So what? Uh, we don't yeah, have to. Of course, we can do. We it. don't have to talk we about can talk the, about the song. that. For, yeah. Yeah, we do have another song that we're gonna play after Dumb Out of Luck that we think fits at the end. Yeah. Well, we wrote it. We wrote it as an ender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at, at least, yeah. Last time for the last show that we did, 
it was kind of like it was less of what's bad, what's good, and just you don't have very much material, so we're pretty much going to perform all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no matter if it's yeah. bad or good. Um, this time we we kind of set it up so that we were uh, so that we write our songs and we finish doing our songs like with this show in mind, right in time to perform them. So we're gonna yeah, it's a lot more like it'll feel a lot more like a concert at least from our set this time because now we actually have more material to perform. There's like a theme. It's cohesive. Yeah. Very cool. And so you've been in bands like before, like before you came to school throughout like Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Uh sure. I was in Oh man, this is a story. So I was one of those kids that did uh, orchestra in high or all through school from 3rd grade until uh, I graduated senior year. Played the viola. Um, go ahead, make fun of me. No, I also played uh, the viola in what? middle school. No way. Yeah. Y'all didn't know this about each other? No. Just now? <laughs> it's not something you go around just telling people. Well, it's, it's a fun fact. It's a fun it fact. It is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. And I just had fun learning that fact about you, Noah. I, I think I knew that, but I also had fun learning I, that. Yeah, I, that is something I kind of maybe knew it. But I did that in high school. Um, I really enjoyed it. Orchestra was a great experience for me, especially going out and joining when they finally convinced me to join the chamber orchestra. In my senior year, we went and did, I was lucky enough to join it right at the end when they did, like we went and did a little local tour of uh, Montreal and Quebec, which is cool. So we went and we, we did this thing and we, we played on the road and it was super, super fun. I really, really loved that. And that was kind of what cemented for me that I really wanted to be part of like uh, a community musical experience for the rest of my life. Like no matter what I was doing, I was gonna find some way to do it for fun. And sort of at the same time, I started the first I didn't start it. I joined a couple of guys in my high school that were doing a little, they were putting a group together just for the, um, I don't know what to call it. It's They called it Coffee House. It's a little, like a bunch of student groups would show up and play like three, four songs or something, give a little, you know, mini show. And it was kind of like a talent show, air quotes. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really talent. It was mostly just like um, a rotating, group of artists that would just play like it was like a coffee house yeah. um, like at a coffee shop and so we did uh, a set for that and that was the first time that I've ever been in like a band band I'd messed around with doing producing music a while um, before then um, I've kind of been trying to produce music very poorly for as far as I can remember and it's only recently that I've even begun to think that I might not suck anymore um, I sucked for a long time and uh those bands were, were super, super fun in high school. And I think, yeah, mostly what we were doing back then was just, you know, messing around, playing. We would go and we would find um, covers of stuff. And most of what we did in high school was we were going around, we were finding, you know, songs we could cover that were just fun. And we did them. And we just did them any little tiny little show type thing we could do. We just had fun. And that's mostly what it's been about until now. This is the first project that's been not just for fun like it's still mostly for fun but it uh you're working on like more. bigger things yeah right. we have a we, we put the show together i think that's yeah like i like i'd be okay first yeah yeah, yeah i agree i i'd be first if the projects that we're working on kind of like don't go super duper big but also like we we think there's actually a lot of potential in some of these songs that like Obviously, if you're a famous artist, you drop like $200,000 on the promotion as soon as the song drops, and we don't mm-hmm. have that. But I, I think there's a lot of good stuff that with like the right push or the right promotion or like the right person hears it, there, it could be pretty cool, I think. 
Yeah, that's super exciting. And and you play guitar mostly. Uh, he plays play everything. Lots I, of stuff. I play whatever the song yeah. needs me to play. I've never been like a dedicated instrumentalist. I kind right. of. I grew up in a house where like both my parents just kind of played whatever for fun whenever yeah. they wanted. Neither one of them is like super extraordinary. You know, they're not like you know selling out world right. tours. But like we we played music as family. Uh, we just had. My dad plays some uh, play some keyboards on one of our songs. Yeah, we was... went back. We went back this weekend. <laughs> oh, my dad is on. Exciting. My dad's on our track. Um, but we, we they would always do that, and so I was never tied down to an instrument in my mind. I think I didn't look at it like that, and I kind of also started producing an electronic music. So I was just putting notes in MIDI anyway, and I figured I want this thing to sound like a guitar, and I can't program the MIDI guitar well enough. I'll learn how to play it on a real guitar. And I just kind of have been doing that for uh, many years now, and I gradually got decent enough to play the stuff that I was writing live. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm doing a guitar. I'll I'll play keys. I'll drum a little bit. I actually suck at the drums. I suck. <laughs> I'm really bad. That's the thing I'm terrible at. But I would still do it if I had to, because <laughs> that's kind of it's always been a out of necessity that I play whatever I play. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably helpful in putting together something um and then you saying you said how did you kind of get into that um so uh, i love the story um i i started out before i was singing i um wrote the first thing i ever wrote was a diss track on a friend of mine um because i thought it'd be funny he also thought it'd be funny so it was okay with him and i released it and that was like my first ever taste of popularity in high school <laughs> and then <laughs> what what you just said that in a funny way oh okay well yeah it was like i i kind of had a very small i was kind of like to myself in high school and like to my close friends and like this diss track dropped and my my the friend who i wrote it on was like pretty popular so like his friends were coming up and acting like we've been like lifelong friends talking about how much they loved it so <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm popular now. And then I wrote another song, which was really, really bad. But I, like, sang a little bit in it. It was like a rap song, but I sang a little bit. And I had fun singing. And it didn't sound, like, too atrocious. So I kind of figured, hey, I can can maybe try to get better at this and, like, kind of ditch the rapping because it was kind of like a (laughs) – I I don't really have much to rap about. So I switched, and I just – I kind of – I keep the original songs up that I have – if you like go through all my songs, like I feel like I get progressively better at singing every time, partially because we get better at tuning my vocals every time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, yeah, I'd say that's the, that's the journey so far. Gotcha. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, the next track on the playlist is Stay by the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber, um, released in 2021. So you kind of touched on it, but why did you add this song to the playlist? Well, because we were gonna, we were gonna cover it. I mean, right. it's like a very Rufus has a playlist when we first started working that he made called like songs Noah wants to sound like. Yeah. To kind of get in his head what the music that we make should sound like, and the the first two songs that got put on there, I think, were stay, stay, and good for you, and good for you. Um, so that I feel like that's kind of been it hasn't like directly influenced any of our songs. I think. Stay hasn't. I look at that song and its place on the playlist more as a, a like a touchstone for just a really well done example of excellent simple really catchy listenable melody 
And I just like to remind myself that it's like about making something that's just like fun and has a, a really good hook. It's kind of like it hasn't directly influenced anything, but it's been like an, a sort of inspirational, I guess, kind of rock that we that we kind of follow, sort of, kind of, I guess. Right. What? Yeah, that made sense. <laughs> It's like a thing that the, that's there. It's like yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing that I look it's at. It's like a model, and, and kind yeah. of. Yeah. Thank you. I that's gotcha. the best way to put use, it. You know, we, it's it's like a it's an example of a good one. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then the third track on the playlist is Oscar Welsh's 2021 Avery. Um, why is this one on here? That one. So his he has two songs that I took a lot of inspiration for on at least one of the songs in this album. Um, that one is the one I heard. Avery's the one I heard first. And I don't know. It was, I really liked that song when it came out. It was probably like, you know when you, every other week, you have like a, my new top three favorite like songs that I'm currently listening to. Yeah. That was in that list for like a hot minute. Um, I think just the whole vibe of, of him and his music, I think I tried to capture. And I had a lot of fun with the song that we took inspiration from him on. That is the song that I'm most excited to perform. Gotcha. What would you say is like, like, are there any, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Like overlapping sounds or vibes in general in, in the song that you made that was inspired by this one? Like between artists on the playlist? No, like between between this song oh. and, the, and, the one and the one that, that you yeah, that yeah, inspired yeah. that you wrote. Oh yeah, yeah poorly yeah. worded question. No, but. you're good. <laughs> I I could just be a little dumb sometimes, but it's yeah yeah. I, I think there's definitely like an overlap in sound, like the song that we. It, it's funny. I I tweeted out because I, I had a thought that like it the song that that song had a big inspiration on. It kind of turned in from like a that song emulation into kind of like a Bridget Mendler song. <laughs> like it's hard to explain. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Lemon, lemonade mouth. Let me let me is see. That, what did I tweet? I tweeted is that out. The right person? I think yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's lemonade mouth. Except she also had a couple bangers. She, did, she probably did her own. She did uh, what's hurricane? Yeah. Oh. That was a good yeah. one. I saw her in concert at the New York State Fair one time. Oh my god. That's hype. Yeah. I, I'm jealous. Okay, so what I tweeted was okay. So there's another song on there by an artist called Johnny. And this song was like an Oscar Welsh and Johnny song, and then it turned into a Ty Verdes and Bridget Mendler song, which I stand by. <laughs> but yeah. So next up, you just talked about this artist, um, Johnny, um, and it's the song Honey Pie, which was released in 2020. Um, so is this one added because Johnny's one of your inspirations for some of your songs? One of your songs? I think I, I don't, Rubis, you haven't heard that song, right? No. I have okay. no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I, I added that song as a solo ad. It, it was basically, that song was my entire summer 2020 and 2021. It was like, I don't know, there's something about that song. It's such like a happy, upbeat, spring, summer song. And I kind of wanted to um, emulate that vibe, especially because this is going to be a summer album. Like, I'm, I'm going to say album. It might be EPs, but it's like an album's worth of Yeah, songs, this but. is a summer project. Yeah, like the this thing feels like one project. Exactly, it's it's a summer project, and I I know that song is definitely like the kind of vibe that is on that song is the kind of vibe that I want overall with with this project. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely, I I know one of the I I know a song that Johnny's like featured on, but that was like so I know of the artist, but I hadn't listened to any other music. Well, yeah. 
So the next track is a Ty Verde's track, which y'all have been mentioning his name quite a bit. So I have a feeling this is an important one. It's uh, Last Day on Earth, which was released in January of this year. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about why you put this song on here, I think I can, I can infer, but... Yeah, so that's that song that we were talking about that had the Oscar Welsh influence. Um, I accidentally uh, and kind of subconsciously took a lot of influence from that one song, the Tiberides song, "Last Day on Earth," and we kind of listened to it and we're like, "Oh my God, what? We did take inspiration from this," and we kind of swatched swapped the whole vibe of the song. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was um, listening to Tiberides on the way up. I just drove from home like today. And I had him on for like two hours. He's and a I was like, chill I was dude. Just going through the whole, yeah, I really like the vibes. Mm-hmm. I think he's like when I picked up the vibe from Ty Verity is that it was like, he doesn't do a personality. He's no, just that no, guy. No. He... It's just his music is 100 percent him, mm-hmm. and he just lives that life. I think that's hype. Yeah, I think... I, it was really obvious, and I really liked it. It was chill. Ty Verity's, I think, is one of the like original TikTok artists that just kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I heard the Sheesh song, I was like, oh, I heard this, this was a TikTok. And I guess I was like, oh, I guess this is a TikTok guy. Yeah, but I mean, like, one of his bigger songs, it was, like, before artists were popping on TikTok. He, like, released a song, and it was one of the first big sounds. Huh? And, like, it was just him singing in his car or something, and then he kind of just kept doing himself, and it was, like, it was it was cool. He's a, he's a very genuine dude. He's very chill. I like the vibes. All right, well, next up, we have Periphery's 2019 Reptile, oh, which... Oh, yeah, this is me. All year. Yeah, why did you put the song on here? Um... Because I think there's a shameless enjoyment uh, in music for the hell of it that really exists in the metal scene that I have been trying to bring to what we've got, like what we're making. Um, and some of it is, we, we go a little bit, we go a little bit into the metal space for a, a moment in what we're um, working on. But sort of what I often listen to in my free time, I just keep coming back to like progressive metal, um, periphery. Um, I just, yesterday, the reason I was driving up is I went to a show that was Intervals and Animals as Leaders, two great progressive metal bands. And they kind of have this philosophy that music is for fun and it's a great time. And they just have a great time when they, they make their music. And it's really obvious that it's just like, it's it's so fun. It's fun to listen to, it's fun to uh, to make, it's fun to be a part of as a community. And it's just so wholesome because it's one of the things that you don't think about metal is that it's like, you wouldn't expect it to be an incredibly wholesome and welcoming community. But if you actually like sort of approach it in a way that's like you, you, you try to meet the people that are actually interested. Like there are sort of, there are fringe metal scenes that like aren't necessarily I guess this is kind of specific to progressive metal but it's so welcoming it's such a nice group of people and and it's just so fun it's all about fun and you can really tell when they make a 16 minute song about the reptile invasion and <laughs> drop it as like not its own single but as the first song in like a 12 song album <laughs> one opener anyway <laughs> um no I feel like that's true about like more niche communities they are they are like a little from my experience, they're a lot more like accepting um, to like people who like show interest in them. Um, the next song on here is, yeah, Will He by Joji, which was released in 2017. Um, I don't know who added this one, but 
I yeah, talk about it. Yeah. So will he? I I was a big Joji when he first dropped his like first EP. I was like kind of on that right away. And I remember there was a moment with my old producer who I'm still friends with, and he was listening to this song, and we were kind of listening together, and he was like raving about this song, Will He. And he said something like, he, he was like praising the fact that Joji basically turned his voice into an instrument, and that was like the main kind of pushing force of the song. And maybe that's why, but ever since then, I feel like I've kind of added almost too many harmonies in a lot of my music. Yes. Well, yeah, okay. I was trying to play it down, but yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of took that and ran with it. I think it's super cool how we kind of just did that. I've never really heard an artist do that to that extent. Um, you, so, you, you usually do, like, one too many. Yeah. I, and it's just an extra layer. That it's like, it's like say, it's one, you know, extra, another, another, another take for safety. Uh, yeah, I go a little hard on harmonies, but I just think it's cool. You have, like, fun. a whole, yeah, you can have a whole rainbow of harmonies in a song, and it, it could sound so awesome, but... But yeah, that song is a big, not on what we're doing now, but it's big, a big, it's been a big inspiration as I've tried to kind of be a Joji copycat at one point <laughs> in my musical career. Not anymore. At a logic phase and a Joji phase. That I don't know. What's my next phase going to be? I don't know. Eminem. Oh. Nah. No, he's not done. I'm not a rapper yeah. anymore. It'll probably be like. No, you probably, I mean. I'd love to have an Anderson Pack phase. Oh, we'd love that too. I'd love to have you're a Sonic phase. You're already doing, he doesn't, you don't, you won't admit it, but you're in one right now. Maybe I'll look back in, in a few years and realize. I don't know. Maybe. Do y'all like Silk Sonic? Oh, I love Silk Sonic. Yep. They're, they're awesome. They're like, ah. Somebody, <laughs> Silk Sonic was really, I really like their music. But uh, the thing that I think about Silk Sonic is I have a kind of a similar opinion to them as I do um, Greta Van Fleet. Mm, and then it's like which is... Earth, Wind, and Fire already exists. And it doesn't mean Silk Sonic's music is bad, but it doesn't feel new to me. Yeah, it's it's not innovative in that like it's really well done. Yeah, but it's just not innovative, and it's like that's fine. Like it's chill. No, but, I, that totally makes sense. And yeah. it's and it's good music, but I, I don't know. I like, I just am kind of more drawn to the person that did it first. Doesn't detract from that much, but I don't find myself listening to them too much. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Are they like I'm. I just ask because like they swept at the Grammys, and I've heard some. I've heard ranging opinions. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say they're like the best ever, but I think they have they have a yeah, cool good. they have like a certain energy about them. Yeah, like if I, yeah, I like I like um, what the thing I like about Sophonics that I discovered Anderson Pack. Like I've heard he came up on my like Discover Weekly or something at one point, and I was like, this guy's good. But then I actually listened to him because of Silk Sonic, and I was like, man, this guy's um, really good. No, he's so good. Yeah, you know, he started out as a wedding drummer. Hmm. Good for him. I mean, yeah. like honestly, I think. My hot take is that the people that start as drummers, the, the people who are drummers make the best music. They have a The drummers and the yeah. bassists are the best composers. So the next song is actually the song that I had heard, the only song that I had heard um, from Johnny, even though I think he's just like featured on it, right? Um, but it's Grade A by Spiltab and Johnny. Yes. I was really excited yeah. to see this because I, um, I wrote like a mini review for like this single when it was released in the fall and I really liked it um so yeah do you want to talk about why you added it yeah my A&R senses are gonna I'm gonna turn into an A&R real quick <laughs> I think I think spill tab I don't think they've been like fully fully discovered yet they will be massive in five years at most I think they they might blow up this year hopefully they blow up this year I think they make great music 
that's like very different. Um, like obviously some of the songs, this song specifically isn't like the most different thing ever. It's just a really good song. But I, I think Spill Tab is a great artist and I think the, they do something in the song where they kind of flip vibes and they kind yeah. of go into, they like turn up the tempo and that's that's Johnny's feature as he comes in. And that was also actually a massive inspiration on one of the songs on the album where we had a thing and it's kind of annoying because we, we keep changing the tempo. And it's kind of like a, a, not really slower, but like a friendlier chorus. And then like the verses are more kind of upbeat and like pop rappy. And that is where I, I kind of was thinking of this song in my head. And that song was the first one to come up. Grade A was the first one to come up. And it's like, I want to do something like this in this song. Um, yeah, I think it's also a great summer song. Wow. What a theme. But yeah. I definitely, I, cause I listened to this like quite a few times, like when it was released and I got the same type of type of vibe from it um but okay lastly we have detest me by glaive i added a hyperpop song i hope you're okay with that Uh, yeah that's do you have i don't know how would i be upset about that oh maybe it's not you i know somebody i know is doesn't like hyperpop and roasts me every time i play it what is their reasoning for disliking hyperpop because it's not like objectively enjoyable for most people <laughs> like, why do you not it. like it? It's like, it sucks. it's like perfectly abrasive. Sometimes, I like I need that. Like, <laughs> I've heard some hyperpop that is definitely too abrasive. Like a hundred gex. I actually, yeah. Here's my take. No, here's my I take is that hundred gex is a little too abrasive. But that song, I, I think it's called "Hand Crushed by a Mallet." I, that, that song goes <laughs> that that so hard. No, that song's amazing. I love yeah, it. You're right. First one that's it like five, four hundred dB. Something that one's good. Hundred gigs <laughs> goes really hard, and it's hype. I would never playlist it. I don't know. Did, That's well, how I feel about that that end of that spectrum. I think Glaive is like closer to the middle of the hyperpop spectrum. Yeah, like hundred gigs is like an outlier, unless it's not. I don't know much about hyperpop. It. Yeah, there I have one hyperpop playlist, and I made it okay. quarantine twenty twenty. What are the highlights of it? A lot of Sophie. Oh, okay, yeah. that's respectable. That's R.I.P. Um, and a lot of Hundred Gags. I don't. I haven't listened to it in over a year, so. Yeah, that that one song. That I I went through a really weird, not weird phase. I went to my like, you know what Receitify is? It, it oh yeah, shows yeah. You, like a receipt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I went in my like past year of that and it was so much glaive and eric doa which is another hyper pop artist and i guess i just went through a massive hyper pop phase and didn't fully realize but this one song detest me it kind of reminds me of the last song we're going to perform a little bit sort of kind of okay um it's just very it's it's a abra- it's like yeah it's like eva said it's like perfectly abrasive i i think it's I can't. Vibe. I can't talk. I listen to metal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's. Yeah, I feel like that's also abrasive, just in a different way. Yeah, I well, think some metal, I guess. The, the way that I think about metal is that like, there's some of metal that is like it's definitely metal, but it's also like really easy to listen to. But most of it is not very easy to listen to, and you kind of have to learn the language. And like once you've heard enough metal, you'll be like, oh, this doesn't sound like just a guy screaming at me because you've heard enough guys screaming at you that you can like recognize that it's like, actually this is this type of thing and it like, it does this. And I feel like I, if I had listened to a lot of hyperpop, I'd probably feel like that about hyperpop, but I'm still in the very beginning stages of my 
ha- amount of stuff that I've listened to in hyperpop. So I kind of, I still feel great. Because I was graded by, like, I used to hate Periphery. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like that they scream. They scream in this vocal, and I don't like it. Uh, and now I, like, one of my top artists. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just, you're just learning a language. So. I feel like you could say the same that's thing a, about hyperpop. Yeah, that's, that's a good way yeah. to think about it. If, yeah. yeah. If you want to listen to clipping drums and somebody talking about how they want to slam their head against a wall, listen to I Want to Slam My Head Against a Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Another song that fits. And if you want your hand crushed by a mallet. L- yeah, listen to 100 listen decks, to hand crushed. Get your hand crushed by a mallet. I'm trying to think of that. It's 800 dB something. That's like my favorite 100 gex song. But beside the point. So would would y'all classify the song that you're talking about as hyperpop? Or is it just like inspired by Oh absolutely not. No. Okay. It's okay. Not, nowhere near. It's very like it's it's almost alt rock for the first half. Am I allowed to talk in this in depth about it, do you think? Yeah. Okay. It's like kind of alt rock for the first half and then it takes a turn. It's like a long song. It's probably mm-hmm. the longest song I've ever He says long song. It's like four minutes thirty. <laughs> it's a long song for like most of the music I've released is three minutes tops. Yeah. This is this was gonna be like a five minute song and then we kinda cut it down. But it's like the first half is alt rock and the second half is like is I, I'm kinda like would you say I'm screaming? Because you're a metal listener. Probably not, right? You're not doing a metal scream. You are you are screaming as a human, but you're not doing metal vocals. Yeah, I I've never like had to scream for a, a song before. A, was... a metal scream is a totally different. You're not actually screaming, screaming when you do a metal scream. No, it's like different. It's yeah, like vocal fry and whatnot. And I wouldn't know very much about it, but it's like it's like different. I cannot do that. I can't metal scream. You could. I mean, from what I hear, it's not terribly hard to learn. But oh, that's beside the point. Maybe I'll learn. <laughs> Maybe pick up a new skill. Screaming <laughs> in the I, I, you know, if you if you didn't learn that skill I wouldn't be that disappointed honestly it's one of my you know it's not really I don't think anybody really likes it next time we're in the studio I'm gonna spend 30 minutes just trying to metal scream into the mic I mean do it if you want to (laughs) is it like do they scream in a way that like doesn't damage their vocal cords as much yeah it's it's really um, because they have to you know if you're touring in a metal band oh yeah you gotta do it every night yeah for like an hour and a half Um, and I have never tried to learn. I know a few people that are metal vocalists who are like, yeah, it's like you're not actually that loud and you need a mic. Um, but there's also ways, you know, there's there's ways to do it that are loud. There's ways to do it that are you're kind of like, you know, like when you go like, uh, like in your throat, hmm. it's like you do. I wouldn't I have no idea what you do to it, but you do something. You start there and you go somewhere and it turns into a metal vocal. Um, yeah, I've never been. I'm into I like happy metal, <laughs> so I'm yeah I'm not too into this. Screaming. Happy themes or happy, happy sounds. Happy metal. There's oh it exists. What? It's all over the place. Um, Can you like hmm. just what 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 makes uh, it happy? I would, like, cause it's hype. It's hype. You get down and you go like you smile and it's like you're chilling at the beach and you're listening. Like I swear it's possible. It exists. Um, Dose by Intervals, great example. It's it's like A tier, S tier. Um, 5HDP, also by Intervals. Intervals is a great example. Arch Echo, also a good example um, of, like, happy happy metal. So is there a reason that this song is, like, your closer on the playlist? Or was this just another? Um, no, I'd say, like, I wanted to throw a hyperpop song on there because it, d- it did have at least a little inspiration, and there hadn't been one. And out of most of the hyperpop songs, 
this specific one to test me is like it kind of goes through more of a of a spectrum than the other hyper pop songs I could have added go through. Um, it's like kind of toned down in like the grand scheme of hyper pop. I figured you know this is a decent like out of all the hyper pop songs I could add, the music that we're making probably sounds closer to this than that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that is the entire playlist. I guess we can wrap things up. So if y'all want to plug anything, you can, this is your time. April 29th, we're gonna be at the show. We're gonna play, there's a few other people playing. There's gonna be a John, there's gonna be Herco, and there's gonna be Library of Egress, and there's gonna be us. We're yeah. gonna have a really good time. Uh, RSVPs are still open, they're not full yet. Uh, I think we've run out of the cool rewards. We, yeah, I think we, we've hit 50, but we're not at 110 yet. So we, Yeah, we've run out of the rewards a minute ago, but we're still, we're sitting at a place right now where we're happy with RSVPs, but like, if you want to RSVP, guarantee yourself some access. There are going to be yeah. a lot of people at the door who are too lazy to RSVP, so. Yeah, RSVP, get yourself in, guaranteed. Um, come to the show and hang out. It'll and be fun. Keep an eye out time. for the music that we're going to release this summer. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the Instagram for the the venue at 180 shows so that's 180 shows mm-hmm. all right so Toll free. yeah you can you can check out the the link in their bio probably for the yep. rcp that's, yep. the that's exactly where it is all right well thank you for coming on i'm glad that we could figure out time to do this yeah thank you for having us yeah this was this was fun i was happy we came <laughs>